Dear Heavenly Father, just want to thank you for this opportunity to share your word with my friends here. And I pray that I be able to impart upon them a wisdom that can only come from you. Please allow me to share only what the word would want me to share and nothing else. I love you. And I pray that this discussion will help us to be better stewards of your resources. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse. Christ is Culture. Ah, so today we are talking about economics. Money, 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 money. Money. I can't sing, y'all, so if that offends you, I'm sorry. Ah, but today economics is uh so we're going to define economics first and then we're going to get into a lesson today um on on it uh so when we talk about economics we're talking about money we're talking about commerce we're talking about uh the production use and sharing of wealth within the christian church and if you've been following my podcast from some time you know that I'm going to talk about the subject, but then I'm going to let the spirit speak through me. Uh, it's not about me. It's not about my thoughts. It's all about what God is is bringing about as we read the scripture and discuss. Uh, so I'm going to start with that topic and I'll be back in a minute. <music> song kind of i don't know i like that song it's just it's pretty cool 
Uh, but anyway, uh, we're, we're going to start with our verses. Uh, and this one is really short. Uh, it is from Haggai. It is chapter 2, verse 8. And we're going to read Amplified. Um, the Amplified Bible, if you don't know, is kind of like uh, American Standard. Uh, but it has some additional emphasis in like parentheses and things. And that's basically to kind of help you understand how the translation was made so you can understand the wording choices and, and how they were used in this uh, in this version to kind of help you understand where the meaning was. That's what the Amplified version is for those that don't know. I could be saying it wrong again. I am a layman. I keep saying that, but I just want you to know I'm not an expert. I'm just a man that reads his Bible and enjoys it. All right, so Haggai 2.8. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. One more time. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the, the Lord of hosts. And that's basically what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the silver, the gold, the resources, the money, economics. Uh, and what does that mean to us? Um, you know, a lot of times I I, 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 whew, I just uh, money is a really sensitive topic for a lot of people. And that's because as the OJs have told us time and time before, I, I you know, sometimes I think the OJs were a gospel group. I mean, even though that particular song for the love of money it has a lot of gospel things in it you know what i mean but you know it, it, it was obviously it's the love of money uh is the root of all evil even though they say money is the root of evil they say for the love of money that's the name of the title uh but in their first verse after that great bass intro i tried to get it i really wanted to do it but i was afraid that uh they would come after me because it is copyrighted um so i'm not gonna play it here uh, but I can talk about the first verse and, and what I heard from it is some people got to have it. Some people really need it. Listen to me. And then it says, do things, do things, do bad things. And they say, you want to do things, do things, do good things with it. And we're talking about cash money, 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 money. Uh, and that's how it goes. And then they start breaking it down. Those great voices get up in there. And then it comes all the way down to people will lie. Lord, will they cheat for the love of money? People don't care who they hurt or beat for the love of money. A woman will sell her precious body for a small piece of paper. It carries a lot of weight. Call it lean, lean, mean, mean, green. That's why that's our title today It's mean, green. That's what we're going to call this episode uh, just because I love that song, um, and I, man, I just wish, ooh, if I wasn't afraid. I did Lecrae the last time, um, you know, and I talked a little bit about why I did it, uh, but this time I'm not going to mess around with it. I'm not trying to get in trouble. Uh, but we got a couple verses we got to talk about, we got to deal with, we got to read from, uh, and I already did Haggai. I'm going to shoot over to Second Thessalonians, if you don't mind, Second Thessalonians. And we're going to go chapter 3, verse 10. Um, and because this is how I want to start it, um, even though I'm going to say some things that you may agree with, I'm also going to say some things you may disagree with. So I wanted to start with this one first, just to give you, because this is mentioned a couple of times in the Bible, and I want to make sure I, we understand we're all on the same page here. Again, we're going Amplified Bible, and I think I'm going to do Amplified Bible this whole episode but second thessalonians 310 reads for even while we were with you 
we used to give you this order or we used to give you this order. If anyone is not willing to work, then he is not to eat either. So what are you getting from that? Oh, my goodness. What are you getting from that? So you have this whole idea of you have to work. If you want to eat, you have to work. But not if you have to work, because that's not what the verse says. It doesn't say if you you have to work to eat. It says if you are not willing to work, then you are not to eat. So if you're able to work, if you can work and you're able to work, you should be working to earn your food. So it's not about laziness. This is not about just sitting on your butt and doing the things that, um, you know, you feel like you're entitled to. But if you have a vision like I am, you know, I got a vision here. That's what this podcast is all about. I've decided to turn away the job opportunities that I have to concentrate not just on this podcast, but some, on some other things that God put in my heart to do. Um, so, But I'm still working. I'm putting in the effort to try and earn my keep here in this household and in this family. And that version is one that, you know, kind of spoke to me. If anyone is not willing to work, he is not to eat, period, point blank. So the message is you need to be working if you can. Right. You need to be working if you can. And there were some footnotes on that one. Uh, And the footnotes just said the same thing I said. If one is able but unwilling to work to provide for him or his family, it is unjust for him to receive the necessities of life provided free by those who are willing to work. All right. So that's kind of like, you know, where I got where I got that. And even though Haggai is the first one, I want to bring this one up because Haggai really talks about everything belonging to God. Right. Everything is God's. Everything belongs to him. And we're going to start from that mindset. We're going to start from that point and then we're going to work our way outward. So everything is God's, even the money you earn. Right. Even the silver, the gold, everything that you earn belongs to God. And so we ought to be good stewards of that. And then uh, Second Thessalonians tells us we need to work to earn those things. Okay, and then we're going to. you know, some other verses, but let's talk about the second Thessalonians for one second, one really quick second, because the meaning that I got from there also is we don't have to be mean when others are struggling, because just because that person is if that person is working and they're making five dollars an hour. Now, again, I'm telling my age here because I made four twenty five my first job four twenty five an hour. So that was my first job. These kids nowadays making $11 an hour, which is crazy to me. Oh, my goodness. I wish I was 16 again working, you know, McDonald's or wherever I was working to get. Well, my first job was actually checkers, but to get $11 an hour. Boy, I'd be killing it, man. My parents wouldn't have never been able to tell me nothing. That's why God said you only making four twenty-five an hour. Get your 50 cents later to up to four seventy-five when after a little bit. You know what I mean? But that was the thing, you know. If you're not making enough money, you can still be helped by people, you know, and you can still be willing or, or if someone is only making a little bit of money, then they can't afford to do anything but pay their bills. We should be willing to help them. That's what that verse is also implying. Um, it's not uh, explicit, but is implicit right there in that particular verse. All right. So the next one we're going to 
is Proverbs. Proverbs, move to Proverbs with me. So if you don't notice, I jump around from Old Testament to New Testament. And that is mainly because, uh, you know, the Old Testament, even though it is considered like the law, uh, the New Testament, usually a lot of it kind of jumps back to the Old Testament to show you what God really meant for his people, um, uh, even though they, they were living in the law. This is the meaning behind. So, right, the New Testament is the meaning behind, right? That's why in the Old Testament, he said it was, it's been fulfilled. You know, you're no longer subjected to the law, but that law lives in you because of your heart. These are the things that you should want to do based on your heart, right? So I jump around from Old Testament and New Testament, and even I think, um, I think I'm actually going to show you how some of the same words in the new testament actually came from the old testament i'll do that for you I'll, I'll, I'll do that for you let me just let me just say i will do that for you this this uh podcast all right but proverbs nineteen seventeen, again amplified amplified uh, and it says he who is gracious and lends a hand to the poor lends to the lord and the lord will repay him for his good deed all right so um, to me, and I'm not, you know, this is to me, this is what this is speaking to me. And this is cross discourse. So we're talking here, right? So I'm just going to tell you what it means to me. To me, this means as I give, right? I'm not just giving to any old person. I'm actually giving to God himself, right? And the second half of that, and the Lord will repay him for his good deed. For me, me now, I'm not looking for that portion i don't necessarily need to be repaid for that good deed because anybody knows is, is when you are giving to people when you're helping people you usually feel good about yourself right you feel good on a lot of levels and maybe that's the repayment a lot of times that's all the repayment i need um, but he who is gracious he who is gracious and lends a hand to the poor lends to the lord so we are giving that's an act of praise that is an act of worship you're actually giving to people you're giving to god himself all right um, and that speaks to whether or not you're talking about your offering and tithes, uh, whether you're talking about when you're at the grocery store and they say, hey, would you like to donate a dollar to a children's hospital or wherever, you know, to help such and such people? I usually always do that, you know, and I, I it's kind of a game for me because sometimes I'll go and I'll, you know, ring up my groceries or whatever. And my wife gets mad at me about this. And. Um, then the person will say, hey, would you like to, or oh, I said, darn, you had to ask. Yes, I will. I'll give a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, whatever I feel like giving at that time. Um, and then the grocery stores have gotten smart with it because now a lot of times when I'm putting in my card in there, it asks me there and I'm like, oh, I had to ask. All right, let me, let me add a dollar, five dollars. Now, sometimes I won't do it. And I typically only not do it when I know I have to be really strict with my cash. Um, and even then, sometimes I'll give a dollar. Right. But the idea is that I know and I've programmed myself to say, hey, in my heart, I know that giving is what God wants me to do. And it's something that I want to do because I've been blessed with so many things. I have a nice house. You know, I have a, a nice car. Um, I have great children. And I feel like my children are spoiled. So maybe I should be trying to spoil other people besides my my kids. Um, and so that's how I want to be with my money. Not everybody's like that, but I think that we ought to be thinking about it because that's the type of heart that God wants us to have. And how do I know that? Because in the Old Testament, 
it's in Proverbs. It's one of it's one of those things that it says you should want to do that because this is what it does. All right. Um, and there's a lot of other verses that kind of coincide with that. There's Leviticus uh, 22, uh, 23, 22. I wrote that down. I'm not going to read that for you. Um, and then there's um, Romans 12, 13 that also coincides with that. And, and I told you I was going to back up, back it up with New Testament, Old Testament, Romans 12, 13 and Proverbs, uh, Proverbs uh, 19, 17. Let's see what Romans says. I don't I'm not there yet. So let me, give me a second. Romans 12, 13 says contributing to the needs of God's people, pursuing the practice of hospitality. All right. So there you have it. Right. You have pursuing the practice of hospitality. And because it's amplified, you got the practice of uh, in parentheses um, or brackets in, in this particular version. Um, but you said, there we go. We're contributing. We're helping. We're pursuing hospitality. And that's how those verses are going back and forth, because you are gracious. You're lending to God. Uh, and he's going to repay you. Uh, but I'm, a, I, you know, that's not a good enough for me. I got to give you more examples there. Um, but then Hebrews uh, 13, 16 uh, says, do not neglect to do good, to contribute to the needy of the church as an expression of fellowship for such sacrifices are always pleasing to God. So uh, you want to always do good. You want to always contribute. Um, and it says to the needy of the church in, in brackets here um, as an expression of fellowship. So when we give, th that's uh, also implied that the church should not be just hoarding the money so that the pastor can have a beamer, so that the pastor can have, a, um, you know, whatever. This is so that the needy in the church uh, can can be on the same uh, level as everybody else. That's sharing. That's the economics. That's how, as Christians, we're going to um, use our money, right? We're going to share our wealth amongst each other so we can all be on equal level uh, or equal playing field so that we can go out. We're going to have our needs met so we can uh, equally go out and help other people in the world and show love, right? So the sharing of wealth is, is definitely... Uh, uh, essential to the Christian faith. It's, it's necessary. It's something that we do because uh, we, we need to be able to help uh, one another. And it, and it shows God's glory, right? It shows it shows the face of God when you um, are helping people. Um, so if your church doesn't have something for the poor, uh, maybe you ought to start one. Maybe you ought to try to do something or join up with another church uh, or group of friends and, and and do your own thing to to, to dedicate uh, some time money and resources to those that do not have because there are tons of people in this world that don't have uh, things that w we would like to right um, and uh, I, I've been talking for an extremely long time and I think it's time for me to um, come back uh, give you some time to just kind of meditate on that and then I'll come back uh, and we'll continue this discussion of economics within the church.
nice nice jam right there i'm really feeling that one too man oh man these so i i'm struggling before we move on i am struggling finding really good music uh to play for you guys um you know so i've been looking up some royal free hip-hop music beats uh but it doesn't have to be hip-hop i like all different types of music um you know i like jazz i i, I like you know a lot of uh, a lot of music um you know but really good music that speaks to me that i can share so i'm upbeat and, and excited while we're doing this this discussion this discourse or whatever so if you have some that you make go ahead and send it to me cross discourse at gmail.com with permission to use it i throw it up on here and i'll be jamming to it and we could be talking it can have words in it i just the royalty few the royalty free music that i've been looking at I, most of it is is you know wordless for people to make their own beats and that's why i've been playing it but if you got something man feel free to send it to me but anyway so we're gonna flip the script a little bit more uh, now uh so talk about uh the culture the culture uh, of the christian culture in terms of their economics right now and I just want to um, just say, I, I once read somewhere uh, that Christians donate more than any other group collectively, like Christians in general donate more than just white people or Christians in general donate more than just black people or Christians are more donate more than atheists, stuff like that. So I read that and um, it stuck me because I also read while I was reading it, and this was years ago, so I don't know if the numbers are, are, are exactly the same thing, but it also said that Christians are also opposed more to social programs that give to the poor. I guess this idea that Christians give enough so they don't want like government programs getting in the way of them actually having to donate because they do it so much. I don't know if that's the mindset, but it really struck me as odd that we would be giving, but at the same time, we're probably the most vocal about not giving. And it might it might kind of go back to that verse in Second Thessalonians where it says work, you need to work. But our 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 purpose is not to say to someone, you know, you're not working hard enough. Our purpose is to help those to achieve and want to achieve. And so I just feel like we should be the biggest supporters of laws like that because we want to give so much anyway. Because again, we're giving to God. We're not giving um, just the people were given to the Lord. That was another one of our verses. Um, and so think about that. And then think about to the first verse I read in Haggai that says it's all God's anyway. It's not yours. So why are you being stingy? And that's where I said the controversial part was going to come in. You know, and that's why I'm spending the least amount of time on it, because I don't want too many angry people here. But that's on my mind. You know, and that's what I feel like God is, is talking to me right now. Why are we so stingy with our money? You know, and I hear so many Christians or people that want to call themselves Christians being that way. And I'm appalled that we're the biggest uh, opponents to rules and laws like this, in which ask us to give. And I get it. You want to give freely on your own. And you should want to give freely on your own. But your job is to give. Your heart should be one to give. And you shouldn't be the person that is opposed to always wanting to give. Matthew 542 speaks like this. Matthew 542 Amplified Bible says, give to him who asks of you and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. So what is that? 
What is that saying? Right. If you're opposed to those laws and people are supporting those laws, they're asking of you. They want to borrow of you. Now, borrow implies that they want to give it back and you shouldn't want anything in return. But that tells you you should want to do that. Right. Um, Ephesians 427, 427 and 28 says, um, and do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Ooh, that's a whole lot. The thief who has become a believer must no longer steal, but instead he must work hard, making an honest living, producing that is good with his own hands so that he will have something to share with those in need. Right. So it's teaching us we got to be sharing the economy of the of the Christian culture is one of sharing. It's one in which we should be openly and honestly trying to give to those. Right. A Psalm Old Testament 112 five through seven says it is well with the man who is gracious and lends. He conducts his affairs with justice. He will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. He will not fear bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting, confidently relying on and believing in the Lord. Right. So, guys, you know, it is God's. It's not ours. We definitely should be out there uh, in the forefront of wanting to share, wanting to help people. Um, you know, there's so many. There's so many verses. There are a ton of verses, of verses, Bible verses. There are a ton of scriptural references to sharing. Um, it, it, there's so many more. I can't read them all. Right. You have to do your own your own reading. Um, there's Acts 20, 35. There's there's second Corinthians nine, seven. Right. Uh, I'm going to go to Romans 12, 20. Uh, Romans 12, 20 says it this way. Even if someone is a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian or Independent or Atheist, right? Even if they are that, even if they are your enemy, but they are hungry, feed them. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For by doing this, you will heat burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome and conquered by evil, but overcome evil with good. That speaks to Proverbs 25, 21 and 22. Again, Old Testament, New Testament, same verbiage. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For in, in doing so, you will heap coals of fire upon his head. And the Lord will reward you. And I'm not too big on needing rewards. God is I'm always praying. God is always rewarding me. I'm always needing his sustenance. Right. I'm always needing him. Shoot. I needed him to help me get through this podcast today because I was tired. I've been ripping and running all week. I'm so tired. I I, 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 I needed a break. I slept all most of the day yesterday because I was tired and I needed a break today. But I was like, you know, what? I got to get up. I got to do something. I got to work. Right. So I'm tired and I needed God to help me. And he did. Right. So he's always repaying me. I shouldn't be looking forward to that repayment. I shouldn't be looking forward to 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 God helping me or doing things because I'm expecting in return. I should just want him to help me. Right. And the last thing about those last two ver uh, verses in Proverbs 
um, what was that, Proverbs 25 and Romans 12, uh, one of the things I wanted to just mention before I let, let you go was that's really hard to do. They're your enemies. You hate them, right? They're against you. They're pulling you down. It's really hard to do. But scripture commands us to do that. And so when we talk about the Christian culture and we talk about an economics, it's really about sharing and building each other up. Right. If you got any thoughts, man, feel free to email me crossdiscourse at gmail .com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. If you got any music, movies, anything you want to talk about, send me an email. I pull it up. I come up with some ideas and I'm really all about sharing the gospel, sharing Christ with all of you. I love you. I hope you have a great day, great week, and I'll talk to you next time. Peace.